Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I want to update you guys. The Chiefs are taking today off, so we will not be joined by Patrick Mahomes today, but he will be on the show tomorrow. So if you're anticipating to hear from the quarterback of the Chiefs, I'm here to tell you that you are going to be disappointed because it's just going to be Rob and I. But tomorrow, you will hear from the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is set to join us tomorrow. Coming up in one hour, we'll be joined by Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. But I did want to give you guys an update on what the schedule is looking like for today. So if you check the odds, Brock Purdy is the overwhelming favorite currently to win NFL MVP. Lamar Jackson is number two. Dak Prescott is number three. I think we can go ahead and cross Dak Prescott off the list. I don't think that he can win NFL MVP. Jalen Hurts is fourth on the list. Christian McCaffrey is fifth. And you know what? I am starting to talk myself into the possibility that if they win out this year and they end up making the playoffs, that the NFL MVP should be Josh Allen. I feel like giving it to Brock Purdy just lacks imagination. I don't think that Brock Purdy has been the NFL MVP. And I think a lot of that just really stems from the fact of we saw those three weeks when they weren't fully healthy. And then I think we saw maybe a more accurate representation of who Brock Purdy is. You guys remember, those were those three weeks in which the Niners stumbled and they lost three straight games. They lost a heartbreaker to Cleveland. They lost a last-second game to Minnesota, and they kind of got handled by Cincinnati. It was the worst stretch of Brock Purdy's career. So they didn't have Debo Samuel, who might be their second-best offensive player behind Christian McCaffrey. They didn't have who I think is the best offensive lineman in the league in Trent Williams, and he threw three touchdowns and five interceptions during that stretch. I don't think he's the NFL MVP. If Josh Allen can get this team to the postseason and down the stretch they win out and make the postseason, they will do so because he is their starting quarterback. I'm not here telling you that Josh Allen doesn't have flaws. We all know what those flaws are. But we also know that if you are going to take them seriously as a team, you do that because he's their starting quarterback. He's that good. He's that dominant. And they are going to fly and have success based on how good of a player that he is. I don't think that Josh Allen's a bad MVP candidate. And you know me. I would give it to Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey has been the most valuable player on the most valuable team. 
They're not going to listen to me, and they're not going to give it to the person that should get it. So if this is just going to be a quarterback award, I think Josh Allen, if they go, uh, if they went out, I think he will be more important to his team's success than Brock Purdy. I would nominate him to win NFL MVP. Uh, the name Josh Allen is fine. Like, no one denies the talent. And if you said preseason, Josh Allen's going to MVP, no one would be like, you're crazy, you're nuts. Why would you say that? that all, all that. But man, there's something is there's something uninspiring about the quarterback of a team that might go eleven and six and be a wild card winning the MVP. When was the last time we had a guy who was just, hey, he eked into the playoffs with MVP? And I understand it's not a team award, it's an individual player award, but hey, you were on the outside looking in in week thirteen, then you got hot. Congrats, here's the MVP. We have to count more than just the last month of the body of work. I get that all the other candidates are very mediocre, but do we have a historical marker for, hey, he backed into the playoff as a wild card, he's the MVP? Let's look at the last guys that did it. Mahomes won the AFC West, was the one seed. The year before that, it was, what, was that Lamar Jackson's year? Lamar Jackson was 15-1 and or whatever he was that year. We have Aaron Rodgers, his back-to-back years. They won the NFC North, and they were either one or two seeds in those games. Come on, a wild-card team, a guy that backed in the playoffs, a guy that after the Eagles game, people said, I don't know what's going to happen for Josh Allen, and Sean McDermott was on the hot seat. That's your MVP? That's your guy? In name, I get you, but in game, come on. I mean, if we're only going to give it to quarterbacks... I mean, I've been telling you, I don't know why we have, we have made it where what's the, what's the reason we are giving it to Brock Purdy? Cause I'm seeing the text like, Oh, you're crazy for giving it to Josh Allen. What's the reason for giving it to Brock Purdy? The reason for giving it to Brock Purdy is he just happens to be the quarterback on the team that we think is the best in the league. Yet. None of us think that he's their best player. None of us think that he is the most valuable player on his team. What's the logic in giving it to Brock Purdy then? If we're only going to say that only 32 players are capable, is that what the new barometer is? Well, Brock Purdy, your team has been less bad than all the other teams, and you stayed healthy, so we got to give it to somebody here. Like, nobody's arguing that Brock Purdy's better than Lamar Jackson or more important to their success than Lamar Jackson is for his team, right? Isn't that what most valuable is supposed to mean? Because I I, I watched that Ravens team. I I watched the Niners. Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy and is more integral in what they're trying to do than what Brock Purdy is. Yet Brock Purdy is a sizable favorite to an MVP over Lamar Jackson. Do you think that Brock Purdy is the most talented quarterback in the league or the best quarterback in the league? I mean, to me, this is the product of, well, we've only determined that quarterbacks can win it. This isn't a great quarterback season, so let's give it to the guy who has the best story. And the best story is certainly Brock Purdy. I don't deny that. It's not even that I don't, I don't think Brock Purdy is, is a bad quarterback. You know where I am on Brock Purdy. But we saw what he looked like for three weeks when they weren't at full strength, and he looked, he looked average. That guy's the MVP of the league? Can I ask why you discounted Lamar so quickly? I know the odds show that Purdy's the overwhelming favorite, and you, I understand why we've crossed Dak off the list. But you seem to skip over Lamar Jackson uh, maybe a little too quickly. What has Lamar Jackson done that Josh Allen hasn't? Why is him he be discounted? Is it as simple as he's held to a higher standard because he's won one before? Why is he 
well, it's not going to be Lamar. Let's talk Josh Allen. Isn't Lamar a guy who's lying in wait and seems like if they get the one seed, it's his to lose? Isn't he the guy? And we all think his talent's deniable. We think they're winning because of him. He's more of a pocket passer this year than years past. He's made the progression people said he couldn't make. He's going to be on a winning team. Isn't he checking all the boxes? Why did you skirt past him to go right to Josh Allen? Yeah, I... I don't know. Maybe it's just because I think we've just seen Lamar be more dynamic than this than this season. I mean, you got to think. I mean, the year that he won NFL MVP, Robin, 15 games, he threw 36 touchdown passes. In 14 games this season, he's thrown 17 touchdown passes. Like, we saw what great Lamar Jackson looks like. So I'm with you. Some of, I think, Lamar, and at least why I'm maybe discrediting him for winning the award is, we've seen what the peak is for him. Like, I would argue that Patrick Mahomes has been more valuable than Brock Purdy, even if the numbers don't say so. But we've also just seen a much better year and version of Mahomes than the one that we've seen. Therefore, I don't really think it's realistic that he's going to win the award. But we've just seen a better version of Lamar. And I, if you're not going to have a season that you think is better or at least comparable to the one you won MVP, I think it's really, really difficult to win the award. And that's the, I, I think that's the biggest argument than, uh, than Lamar Jackson. I just don't know if you can throw 18 fewer touchdown passes than the year that you won MVP and then still think you're going to win the award. I also actually agree with you. It should be a non-quarterback this year. If there's ever a year for being a non-quarterback, this is the year. And if – a non-quarterback doesn't win the award this year. A non-quarterback is never winning the award. Just period. In a discussion. Because next year, the quarterback play, in theory, will be back to par. We expect it to improve just because this has been a weird year. If you're a non-quarterback and you can't win this year, you're never winning. You should, honestly, the union, you know how they were like having that little running back powwow to get more money? They should have a non-quarterback powwow because if a non-quarterback doesn't win it this year, then they're getting screwed by the system. Text line 913-586-7610. CDOT, you just want a marquee name to win the award. If Shanahan had to sit Purdy or Christian McCaffrey, he'd sit Christian. I I just I maybe maybe I'm just old fashioned. I I just want the best players to win that award because I think it's prestigious. And if we are now just gonna turn it into, well, you were the quarterback on the best team, then I that that's just not how I've signed up for NFL MVP. I I've told you guys since week one, I think the NFL MVP is Christian McCaffrey. That's who I would give it to. The league is determined that he is ineligible to win the award. So there's only there, so there's only four people that can now win it. I wouldn't give it to Brock Purdy. Out of the out of the available options, I would give it to Josh Allen, but he is a big underdog to win the award. All right, Rob, coming up on the side, let's get back to the Kansas City Chiefs and their win against the New England Patriots yesterday. That's coming up. Keep right here, so drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Pasquale Moore. Remember, Mike's got this. Don't forget to catch Odyssey NFL insider Peter King every Tuesday at 4 p.m. right here on 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (laughs) Kansas City is Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Text line 913-586-7610. I just want to ask you guys a general question because I don't really know the answer to this question. How do you guys feel about the Chiefs after Sunday? But I was talking to Spectre about it, and he said, we didn't learn anything. Just Kadarius Tony." I was like, huh, that's interesting. Because I know that last week was, last week was a bad week. I understand. They lost. The Mahomes outburst on the sideline. The frustration with the officiating and the inconsistencies of it. I understand why last week was a rough regular season week. But Christmas is a week away. They played the worst team in the AFC It was a pretty ho-hum fourth quarter. I am genuinely curious how you guys feel about yesterday's game and yesterday's win or if it was more of a, hey, it was what you expect. So Nate Taylor, he always tweets out at halftime. He tweets the score and a very general, what do you think? And I normally try to reply to it. And I replied yesterday and I put, So far through the first 30 minutes, this has been a standard 2023 Chiefs game. I mean, it was the most Chiefs game that they've had all year. They had a drive in the first quarter, their opening drive, in which they were moving the ball and going to score points. They then had a penalty that took a touchdown off the board. Now, what was surprising is Harrison Bucker missed a field goal, and he has not missed a field goal so far this season. That was a little bit different. Aside from that, the defense gave up some yards but didn't necessarily break. The offense put a couple of drives together but struggled with inconsistencies. They showed Taylor Swift on the screen a couple of times. Travis Kelsey made a play. We see her reaction to said play. I mean, the first 30 minutes was almost the script that this team has had this season. Now in the third quarter, they took care of business, and they really put this game out of reach to – The only way the Chiefs were going to lose is either by 
the defense for the Patriots scoring multiple times or them getting a defense plus a special teams touchdown. At that point, the Chiefs were going to have to beat themselves. It was pretty clear that the Patriots offense was done scoring after halftime, and they were going to need a lot of help if they were going to win that game. And for the most part, the Chiefs didn't participate. They took care of business in that 15-minute stretch in the third quarter, and they were able to coast to the fourth quarter, which is all I really needed to see them do. I'm happy with how they played yesterday. The biggest reason why I'm happy is the offense. They scored 27 points yesterday. Now, one of the touchdowns was gift-wrapped by the Willie Gay Jr. interception. We can talk more about Willie Gay Jr., who talk about contract year. He has played exceptionally well this season. I don't think he's got nearly enough credit. You want to talk about the Chiefs player who has made themselves the most amount of money this year? I think the answer might be Willie Gay Jr. He's a guy that I could see signing a three-year deal somewhere, and we look up and think, wow, Willie Gay got three years, $42 million? Like, a team really believes that Willie Gay, I, I thought he played exceptionally well yesterday and had a big play, but I'm not faulting the offense by it. The defense helped them out. They put you right there on the doorstep, and you actually walk through the front door. So all kudos to the offense in that scenario. I just thought yesterday was just ho-hum. And I don't say that negatively because the Chiefs played poorly. That's how this month should be. Aside from Cincinnati, and Cincinnati can make the postseason, and Cincinnati is legitimately dangerous. You know what I want next, or what I want Christmas to be? I want Christmas to feel ho-hum. I want to come on here on Tuesday and be like, man, I was just, Chiefs are just better than that team. Just like they're clearly better than the Patriots, they're also clearly better than the Raiders. You want to know what I want New Year's Eve to be? Ho-hum. Yesterday, check the box for me. I didn't need any fireworks. I didn't think this offense was going to go out there and score 42 points because that's not what this team is. But we also aren't talking about their offense as a whole struggling yesterday that much either. I thought both sides of the ball did exactly what they were supposed to do yesterday. Now, there's some things, but it's the same things that we already knew. Like, you know about Kadarius Tony. Like, we, like, I, I don't know how yesterday could come as a shock to you about Kadarius Tony. I just don't know how it can. He's done this so many times at this point. You are the one that's out of bounds if you were expecting a different outcome. And when it comes to Sky Moore, and I, that might be the storyline that maybe gets underserved this week, is Sky Moore is not a part of this offense. He's not a part of it. Back-to-back weeks, he didn't have a catch. He has five yards receiving in the last three games for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, it is time to do something drastically different with Sky Moore. But 913-586-7610, I'm just curious to kind of get a temperature of where you guys are on this Red Friday. I know that last week was very, very hectic, but it feels like all is kind of calm right now, I would say, with the Chiefs. It feels very, very calm right now. That's a very glass half full way of looking at it. It's very calm. Ho hum. They beat a team they should have beat. Good job. You know, you took care of business. Was it? What's the thing uh, that uh, Denny Matthew already said? Keep losing teams, losing, keep bad teams down. Great job. Is anyone's opinion on the Chiefs going to change over the next three weeks? If you're like me or Speck or a spattering of people on the text line or Aaron Ladd, who is starting to come over to my side, this team is not Super Bowl good. Does beating the Raiders on Christmas Day change our opinion? No. Does getting 27 on the road against New England change our opinion? Uh-uh. Maybe if they throttle the Bengals, but both you and I feel like they're not going to throttle the Bengals. Their offense is not good enough to throttle anyone. So 
What you're saying is true. Glass half full. They're taking care of business. They're doing their job. These games are boring. They're ho-hum. They're ho-hum victories, and that's what you want, and that's true. But they're also not teaching me anything. I'm not learning anything from them, and I'm changing my opinion zero based on these games because all that we're seeing is the Chiefs churn out the dregs of the NFL. Congrats. You beat Belichick, who's halfway to L.A. Bailey Zappi, who no one knows where he went to college. You beat him. I'm so happy for you. I'm stoked. But, man, no one's opinion on the Chiefs is changing in a positive direction over the next three weeks because all they're doing is getting layups against teams they should get layups against. Because at this point, let's be real. At this point, the only change that can happen that would be noteworthy is for them to finally come to some realization with some players. Like, if you're asking me what the biggest takeaway, the biggest outcome from yesterday's game is, it is about one person. It's about Kadarius Toney. It is about that Travis Kelsey went on his podcast, very popular podcast, and he said this last week about Kadarius Toney. I went up to KT today, man. I told him, I was like, man, we had that place f***ing rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, man, we just can't have to do it again, big dog. I love KT. If we get the opportunity again, I'm going to throw that shit right into his chest again. He's one of the best players we got with the ball in his hands. You turn on the film, you watch what he does when the ball's in his hands. Everybody hating on KT right now, you can f***ing miss me with it. I'm trusting in 1-9 every time he's out there on the field. And I remember just last week. We asked the question, hey, if there's going to be an X factor, if there's somebody who's going to step up, who do you think that person's going to be? I would say that the text line, the text line last week was a, we're going to get a better version of Kadarius Tony than we got. I think that was a common sentiment. I understand the text line is a group of individual people, but I would say that a majority of the text line thought, hey, this is the perfect Chiefs bounce back player moment. This is the you messed up. Andy Reid tries to get you the ball, tries to build you up, tries to give you more opportunity, and you go out and you flourish and you put together a good day. Rob, they threw it to him four times. He had two catches for five yards and resulted in an interception and defensive touchdown. And Patrick Mahomes, who he normally gets mad at situations. Like we've seen Pat get mad at situations. He'll throw a helmet. He'll curse. He'll come off the sideline. Very fiery individual. It was obvious when he came off the field for that second interception, he was not mad at a situation. He was mad at a person. He was mad at one individual. He was mad at Kadarius Tony. Now, to me, the question is, what do we now do with this information? Do you guys know what Kadarius Tony's projections are? His projections. And I understand you can... You can overshoot this. You can undershoot it. Rob, he is projected to have 33 catches for 205 yards and one touchdown in his, in his career, in his entire career. He has 82 catches for 760 yards and three touchdowns. That's cumulative. Add everything up from Kadarius Toney. I feel like the information is just, it is staring everybody in the face. But because Kadarius Tony looks the part, people are neglecting it. 
He can give you a big special teams play every once in a while. In the right game, in the right situation, yes. Could he make an end around and make one? Of course. He's an NFL player. I'm not denying that. But I feel like this organization, this fan base, they have sort of been waiting around for the next Kadarius. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. If you keep giving the ball, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Eventually, if you go to the casino, you'll win. Eventually. Absolutely. You're not going to lose every time you go. But you might lose $500 to win $200 eventually. You're down $300. That one time, you're going to the casino feeling good. Man, I, I really killed him tonight. Yeah. If we discredit all the losing before this, you're right. So I don't deny that if the Chiefs keep doing what they're doing with Kadarius Tony, eventually it'll work. I don't know when. Could be the Raiders game. Could be the Chargers game. But sure. And people will see, I told you, I told you. Okay, you're right. What about the Lions game, though? What about the Bills game? What about the Patriots game? That's, to me, that's the real takeaway from the game. I think their defense is their defense. We already know about the offense. We are in the same place that we usually are. So I would say in that part, we didn't really go forward or go back. We are standing in the same spot. They've added a win, but they beat the worst team in the AFC. I think the question is about Kadarius, Tony. And how much longer are they going to continue to do this with a guy who is, I mean, just by, by the numbers, he is one of their worst receivers. I, I don't care what it looks like. I, I, I don't care what you think it's supposed to be. At some point, your box score is your box score. Like, if I was on here every day telling you about a team that was 4-10, and 10, but like, hey, man, they beat Buffalo. Hold on, but you got to count all the other losses that they had. That, those count. He is projected to have 33 catches for – you know how hard it is to have 33 catches and have 200 yards? He's like a backup tight end. That's what that, that production he's giving you. He's giving you backup tight end production. He's going to have fewer yards receiving than Noah Gray. Why, why are we so hell-bent on getting this guy involved in the offense? Stop it. I have an important question here about this because if they stop getting him involved in the offense and they give his two touches elsewhere, are the Chiefs better or are they just the same? Because is there any evidence that Richie James is any better? Maybe he's a zero and Kadarius Tony's a negative three and you're three steps better. But I don't know any other option in the room makes them better. So to quote you, I think the Kadarius Tony problem is a March problem and not a December problem. And their belief in him back in March led to it being a December problem. Because even if you do it, they do what you say and they take away his touches. Do we really think two touches for Richie James makes this offense go from meh at best to explosive? I don't know there is a cure for the problems. I don't think the Kadarius Tony is the entirety of the problem. I don't think he's the entirety of it, but this is what I would counter with is we are talking about the margin of errors. The Chiefs didn't need to be explosive in the game against Buffalo to win. They needed to be disciplined in the game against Buffalo to win. If they're simply disciplined, they win the game. Right then in there, they, they could win the game. You don't need anything else. Just discipline. Attention to detail, focusing on the little things. If you had done that, we now know that's not who Kadarius Tony is. 
He's not attention to detail guy. You see that with his hands. You see that with his football IQ. You see this every single week. It's over. You gave it a good college try with Kadarius Toney. I get it. In batting practice, he hits 500-foot home runs. He's hitting 205. He has a 270 on base percentage. He's not a good hitter. That it, It's staring everybody in the face with Kadarius Toney, and I simply just want them to wake up and pay attention to that fact when it comes to Kadarius Toney. I feel the exact same way about Sky Moore. I don't got to give you guys a Sky Moore stat. I will if you guys need me to when it comes to Sky Moore. It's just he's not what this team needs. It's 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 not there. It's it's just not there. Rob, I know. He's had four games this season in which he has not registered a catch. Four. That's not even counting the games in which he's had less than 10 yards receiving because that, that counts too. I mean, against Green Bay, he had one catch for five yards. Against Philadelphia, he had one catch for four yards. Against Denver, he has one. Bob, he has, he has seven games this season in which he's had less than, 10, less than 10 yards receiving. We're only having this conversation about Sky Moore because of where he was drafted. If Sky Moore was drafted where Cornell Powell was, his ass would have been sent home. If he had been drafted where Jehu Chesson or one of those kind of guys, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I get it. You gave up draft pick compensation. You spent the third round pick on Kadarius Tony. You spent the second round pick. At least with Kadarius Tony, you've got some positives. Tomorrow, if they cut Sky Moore, I don't even know what we would talk about. At least with Kadarius Tony, it would be, man, he made that play in the Super Bowl. It was all worth it because he made that play in the Super Bowl. If you had to make a highlight montage of Sky Moore in his time in Kansas City, what would be the first play you would pick? You'd pick the play from the Super Bowl in which he was wide open, and I think you would really struggle after that to find how he's made a a positive contribution for the Kansas City Chiefs. I just wonder, and you said it, they just need discipline. They'd win more games, they're more disciplined, this, that, and the other. You and I both know how the NFL playoffs works. Eventually, you need an explosive play. And I'm not saying Kadarius Tony is the guy to give it to you. But, yeah, you can win regular season games on discipline and grit. But can you win playoff games? So if you bench Kadarius Tony or replace him with Richie James, you go from the negative three to the zero. If you give MVS more touches because someone has to take the touches or snaps and you take Sky Moore, who's a net zero, and you take him to the bench and MVS gets more touches, are you better? Yes, I agree with you. You're better. But eventually, you need explosive plays. You need dynamic plays. You need something game-changing in January, and no one in the room does it. The only person that shows you pops of it, the bursts of it, is Kadarius Toney, but it's too little, too late, too inoften. I don't even know if you need that. I think you just need dependable. You're right. You're probably not going to find that pop and that explosiveness. Can you find somebody who's not going to play hot potato to the defense? Because that could be the difference in you advancing or not. That could be the difference. Rob, if I had told you back in August that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would have more yards than Kadarius Toney, you would have either told me that Isaiah Pacheco didn't play and he just got injured and therefore Clyde was your number one running back or something went terribly wrong. Something went terribly wrong. Something has, in fact, went terribly wrong. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's something... Something has something has went terribly wrong with the Kansas City. Well, not with the Kansas City Chiefs, but they have gone wrong with Kadarius Tony, and they have gone wrong with him. 
Rex Ryan was on the get up earlier today. Here's what he said about how he would fix the Chiefs wide receiver room. If it was just him, it's easy. All right, we, we're just not going to play him. It ain't just him. Yeah. It's all of his Watson receivers. had a drop. But every one of them. And here's the thing. It's details in that same room. And so if I'm Andy Reid, and, and trust me, Andy Reid's a player's coach. His fastball is like he cares for him. He protects him. He does all that. He's always going to protect him in the media and, and in public. But privately, he needs to go in there, shut that door with every receiver in that room, including that coach, and say, hey, it ain't getting done. He needs to lay into him and rip and tear him a new you-know-what. Mm -hmm. He really does because you're letting our whole football team down. It's details, specifics, have tape to show. Why are you breaking off a route when you're running a wheel route? It's right. the quarterback's job to break you off. Run the route. They do it over and over. Uh, you're, you're a receiver. How about we catch the football? How about we catch? And if you can't catch, there's a jugs machine. I want 200 catches every day. I watch that Amon St. Brown. He can catch everything. By the way, he catches 202 balls every single day. There, I mean, you can get better at these things. But if you're not committed to the team, you're killing our football team right now. We have the greatest quarterback that's ever played talent-wise. What the hell are we doing? You're letting our entire team down. That was Rex Ryan earlier today on Get Up talking about Kadarius Toney in the offense. We got some Chiefs news. First to breaking news in Kansas City Sports Radio. Heard the Kansas City Chiefs from their official Twitter account. We have placed wide receiver Sky Moore on the reserve slash injured list. So Sky Moore is headed to the IR. They have just officially tweeted out. When did he get hurt? Did he get hurt? They said in the he game? left. They said he had a knee injury okay. after the game. I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. But this is a good thing for the Chiefs. It is. It's a good thing for the Chiefs. I hope that Sky Moore gets healthy. I don't wish injury on anybody. That's not at all what I'm saying. Eliminating another mouth to feed in that passing room. And now giving those snaps and opportunities to another player is, I think, in the best interest for the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs. I said earlier, in terms of creating a rotation, I think you need to pick between Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore. The picking has been made. He's sitting out for the rest of the regular season. I would love to see now, if you were like, if we're now thinking forward. I want you to pour all of those same resources that you have with Sky Moore. I want you to pour those into Richie James and let's see what happens. There is no reason to leave the regular season if you are the Chiefs without having a clear understanding of how, of how Richie James can help you the rest of the way. There's no reason to. We, we've seen how Kadarius Toney can help you. We've seen how Sky Moore can help you. We have no clue with Richie James. No clue. It's not Sky Moore was getting on the field. They were giving him opportunities. He played in over 50% of their offensive snaps this year. Sky Moore has been on the field a lot for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it was going down. It was diminishing. But I want to see the 45 snaps that you gave him against Green Bay in which he had five yards. I want you to give Richie James 45 snaps and let him run 40 routes. And let's see what you do with him. 
Because you haven't tried to use Richie James really at all this season. He was on the field for two snaps. He hasn't been on the field, hasn't gotten an opportunity. So, again, I'm not here to sound callous towards him. I certainly hope that he is okay. I'm not wishing injury on anybody. But the rotation for this wide receiver room needed to be shortened, and it got shortened today. And just earlier today, Andy Reid said, we need to get Richie James on the field more. Well, somebody had to play less. We now got the answer of who's going to play less. And I don't think he needs to be the only one that starts playing less. Kadarius Tony, some of them snaps, you need to give some of those snaps up too, and let's give some of them to Richie James, and let's see what we got down the stretch. We're reacting to the breaking news. We'll have Mitch Holtis about this coming on in a little bit. Sky Moore has been placed on the IR, which means he is done for the rest of the regular season. A really interesting time for this news. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. So Sky Moore has been placed on the injured reserve list, so he has to miss at least the next four games. Then there's a practice window to come back and he at least is out for the rest of the regular season. We know that now with Sky Moore and Mitch Holtz is going to join us here coming up in a bit. Now, I'm not happy that Sky Moore is injured. I'm not wishing injury on any player. It is a very dangerous and violent game. I get all of that. But what I have been saying this entire season is that I believe that this wide receiver room needs to shrink and they need to find the wide receivers that they think are dependable and move forward. It feels to me like we are at a crossroads with Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney. I felt that yesterday watching the game. Kadarius Toney obviously had the big mistake that led to a defensive touchdown for the New England Patriots. And then you have the Sky Moore in which he fumbled. Like, that would have been a pivotal play in the game. Penalty happened. I know it erases it, so I act like it never happened. But it's hard to at least remove the visual of it. And he also just, he wasn't really on the field that much yesterday. Now, some of that was the injury and them putting him on the injured reserve list. But the Chiefs are usually a little slow to do this. They usually wait a little bit. They usually wait a little bit. They did this pretty quick. So some of it, I think, is he is injured. I think some of it could be them just sending a message of, all right, we're moving in a different direction. You're a little bit banged up. We're just going to put you on the IR for the rest of the regular season, and then we'll see where we're at once we head into the postseason. 
Rob, out of his last 83 snaps, so this is the last three games, Green Bay, Buffalo, and New England. Sky Moore has played in 83 snaps, has three targets for five yards. He is not helping you. The text line is saying, what does this mean for Justin Ross? I don't want it to mean anything for Justin Ross. You know what I don't want in this final three-week stretch? You to be learning on the fly. And Justin Ross just hasn't played a lot of football. And I'm sorry that he was a little banged up earlier in the year and he had the -the off-the-field stuff. That is not the Chiefs' problem right now. It is about playing the best four to five guys that you believe can help you win in the postseason and can help you clean up some of the mistakes. Obviously, other wide receivers are going to play. But a problem that I've had with their offense is I think you're trying to sprinkle a little bit else everywhere. You're trying to make sure Sky Moore gets a couple opportunities. Kadarius Tony gets a couple opportunities. This guy gets a no, stop it. You have really honed in at the top of your wide receiver room. All I'm asking them to do is trim up the fat on the bottom. Let's start cutting some of the dead weight, and let's really pump our resources. You guys for weeks kept saying, throw it to Rasheed Rice more. Throw it to Rasheed Rice more. Why don't they throw it to him more? They listened. They did it. Rasheed Rice played the most offensive snaps for any non-quarterback or offensive lineman in the game yesterday. He was the best player on the field, in my opinion. Certainly the most impactful skill position player. That's on both sides of the coin. Justin Watson has been their number two wide receiver. He played in 44 snaps, almost 70% of their offense. He's their second best receiver. He's one of their most reliable. I don't really have much of an issue with that. And then we get to the Sky Moore territory. Kadarius Toney, MVS, Sky Moore with the amount of opportunities that he had. What I want to see them do now is Let's soak up these opportunities that you were given to Sky Moore and let's give them to Richie James down the stretch and that's our room. It's Rice, it's Watson, it's Tony, it's MVS, it's Richie James. We got veteran wide receivers for the most part and one of the more talented rookies in the entire National Football League. We're going to continue to use our screen game when Pacheco comes back and Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Everett-Hilaire. We're going to maybe try to incorporate our second tight end a little bit more and Noah Gray. I would like to see him get more opportunities. But we have figured out the eight guys that we're going to roll with. We're rolling with Travis Kelsey, Gray, Pacheco, these small handful of wide receivers because we think that gives us the best chance to win these final three games and win out and give ourselves the chance at the one seed. And also... How do we start playing with momentum and turning the corner heading into the postseason? And Sky Moore, he is regressing as an offensive talent. Rasheed Rice is improving in the second half of the season. Really exploded. You remember last year, George Karloftis was the exact same way on the defensive side. George was starting to figure things out at the end of his first season and really played well down the stretch. That's not what you're getting from Sky Moore. He has five yards in their last three games. So go to Richie James, a guy who's had proven NFL success a guy who has been a dependable receiver in this league, and let's start giving those opportunities, those targets to him, and see what happens. I get what you're saying, and I, to an extent, agree. But do you know what I think this Sky Moore news means? I think it means Kadarius Tony's snaps are about to increase. I think if I were betting, now I, I'm not Alex Gold, I'm not an odds maker, I don't do that. But if I were betting, where do I think Sky Moore snaps go? I would imagine they're going to go to Kadarius Tony because me and you might not be Kadarius Tony believers. I actually think the Kadarius Tony trade was a bad trade. I'm one of those crazy birds. Doesn't think one play in the Super Bowl a good trade makes. 
Different conversation for a different day. But I would bet that the under six foot wide receiver headed to the IR is not the opening for Justin Ross to get more touches or MVS to work his way back into the rotation. I would bet the guy that is already getting around 50% of the wide receiver snaps and a guy that they consistently target and have consistently told me they believe is a difference maker is going to get upped usage. I think Travis Kelsey giving Kadarius Tony a hug walking off the field and saying he loves him on the podcast and then talking about we'll get those little things corrected, but we like Kadarius Tony in press conferences is a sign that they disagree with me, you, and the betting public. And I would bet when we get the snap counts next Tuesday after the Chiefs Raiders game, the person that saw the uptick in usage is going to be everyone's least favorite wide receiver right now because I'm betting KT gobbles up those snaps. I'll take that bet with you if you want to do that. I mean, he played in exactly 40% of their offensive snaps. I will take the under for Kadarius Tony. So you think it's under from what it was this week? I think he plays less than 40%. Oh, definitely over. With think, no Sky Moore, yeah. over. I, I think he plays less, yeah. Over. I'm not I'll say, take the less. I think James snaps increase too because it just there's a yeah, bo- yeah somebody has to yeah. yeah. Somebody they has also to said that they were going to try to get him on the field yeah. more. But I I would say it's up from forty. Someone on the text line says, "C dot, you're splitting hairs between MVS, Kadarius, Tony, and James. Moore hasn't been consistently targeted to bench. You ain't got to worry about benching him anymore. His knee benched him. He's done. We ain't got to worry about it no more. I I didn't have to make that decision. The football guys made that decision." Now you're trying to – I, the thing about the splitting targets between Richie James, I mean, we, we could be talking about that. Fo- we could be talking about that. Richie James is at least proven to be a productive player in the National Football League. I know it was last year. I understand it was with the Giants, a different situation. He got more targets than he was going to get here in Kansas City. I mean, you want to talk about not getting an opportunity. I mean, they have thrown it to Richie James eight times this season. Eight. You want to talk about really not getting an opportunity to play this season and not really being on the field. It's Richie James. He was on the field for two snaps yesterday. I don't know what Richie James could possibly do on this team. I mean, I've seen him in other offenses. He was trending in the right direction. He had 600 yards receiving. That might be Sky Moore's entire career last year. I understand that Richie James has not been dynamic. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm about to die. You're all right. <laughs> Sky Moore got you all choked up. Sky Moore's killing me on and off the field. All right, I think I'm better. I think I solved it. Kadarius Tony's drops and Sky Moore's injury really, really got died. to you. I know. I started coughing at the wrong time. I almost died. My eyes are watering. I almost killed myself. Richie James. So that's how he's got me. I was such a believer in the beginning of the season. Look at it. Football guys, I'm about to be on the IR. Death. That's what I'm about to be. I'm about to be a DNP. <laughs> That's what I'm about to be. All right, I'm going to get some water. When I come back, I'll be back to 100%. Plus, we're going to have Mitch Holt, his voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, going to join us in the studio. Keep right here, sit drive. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.